Um, <coughs> what technically <laughs> was the last pod? It would end up with... Um, lots happened between it was the recap. Then. It was the recap. Um, it was the recap, and it was just before Auntie Delilah's. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I thought you had just done it. I, I might have. Or had just gone by. Because, I mean, did we you got put to that? work, but did you didn't... Put to work, but I don't know if we... I don't think we talked about it since. I mean, we'll cover our bases. Uh, first and foremost, let's start with Auntie Delilah. We'll start with Auntie Delilah. But uh, I'm gonna pour a little one out here. If you'd uh, indulge me, of in, course, in, in such activities, a somber pour, if you would. Yeah. Oh man, I need more liquor. <laughs> it's better. just not in this room. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> it's, not in, it's not in this particular building. It's not an arm's reach. <laughs> there you go, my friend. Yeah. Uh, so, to those of you who listen and have reached out and, and are aware, I appreciate you. Thank you all. I'll do my absolute utmost to respond to everyone, which is quite a bit, but I'm uh, I'm gonna take on the task. Uh, I lost my grandfather, um, who. If anyone's listened or followed my story at all, you guys know he is the literal spark of my food and fire story. The What I recant and talk about is um, how he taught me how to do open fire cooking. You know, back in Jamaica, that's how I grew up. You know, we did a lot of Dakota-style fires. We did a lot of um, banana leaf and plantain leaf wrapped cookings, and that was just... There wasn't any cameras, there wasn't any whatever, it was just every day, just mm-hmm. daily living. So uh, it's those uh, skills that have allowed me to amass and build what I have right now. And, you know, many thanks to my family because um, he actually passed on my birthday. Um, my, my mom and my grandmother decided it was best to tell me you know, Sunday after a few days, because we were, we were out in L.A. Yep. We were filming some stuff with Seth and Ann and, you know, hanging out there. And uh, he actually passed when we touched down on my birthday back in Georgia. Oh, really? Uh, so, yeah. like, early that morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they didn't, they didn't let me know until Sunday just to, I guess, let me enjoy the day and decompress. And, you know, I thank him for it. I understand I'm not mad at him in any which way. Shape or form, but it is uh, still surreal. I'm in a much better spot now than I was when I first found out. You know, my whole thing at first was, you know, I didn't know if he, I never got to fully say thank you. That Mm -hmm. was the thing. And then I never fully got to show all of what the lessons helped me build. Sure. And, you know, uh, what helped was talking to my mom, my grandma, and he, he knew, he was aware, he was proud, and that's made it much better and much um i'm able to accept it more than fighting how it was and i'm in a better space now you know many thanks to you core the crew for allowing me some time to just you know go through the funk you know get find my way back through and it's a it's a process but uh always is yeah yeah happy to be (laughs) back on the other side of it and back to work because I know for a fact he would be upset if I stopped everything because mm. he's uh he was a worker a fisherman you know not not a not an easy going job gosh no so uh it's 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 back to the back to the coals 
from me, literally. You know, <laughs> we we're, we're wheels up in about 36 hours yep. for another gig, and that's a, that'll be a fun one. But uh, if you guys are listening and are, are, are fans of the show and you have a beverage in hand or, you know, will later, I, I welcome you to uh, enjoy a sip uh, in remembrance of my grandfather, Richard. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Love a good silicone malt. All right. And with that being said, welcome to This Week in Barbecue, the barbecue-focused podcast that brings you both the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. I am your host, Rashid Phillips, and joining me is, I guess, now our new co-host, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Garman. We're, we're trying our best to, 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 to bring Brian back from the pits, but he is doing absolutely amazing things at Owen and Hall over by Reformation Brewing and near the Battery downtown. So mm-hmm. go check them out. Go show some support. Haven't had a chance to be there yet because life lifed hard. Um, but we're gonna go. We're gonna go pop up on them. We're gonna have some fun I think stuff. We should. It'll be be welcome. Like hey, hey, do you miss me when you're not at the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. But man, there's a lot of news. There's just a whole bunch of stuff. But let's recap on a few things. Um, we did grill and chill. Then we went to Auntie Delilah's yep. uh, barbecue and beer fest. Yep, absolutely amazing, wonderful turnout. Um, you had um, Thyron uh, Big T from season two winner of Barbecue Showdown. He was there slinging ribs, slinging oh, all types right. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pops was there, causing trouble as, as Pops does. Pops was making. Uh, <laughs> that amazing uh, i think he just shows up to places where he knows he can cause a little bit of I trouble feel like that's just what it is man I, we got to talk put him on like a no fly list or something because he <laughs> won't drive this far i know that <laughs> uh but but he, he was there was a full full turnout chewy made a surprise appearance nice as well he brought the fam he brought rip out you know shout out to rip who's not little he's just a monster stock now um it was a good time uh, auntie Got her flowers as well deserved. You nice. know, seeing her get her two step on and enjoy, <laughs> it was wonderful. Shout out to all all, all the supporters that came out. Um, can't name them all, but I'll drop them in the recaps. It was a wonderful time. I think Mav came out as well. There was a lot of people there in support and solidarity, and it was a it was a beautiful turnout. I, I told her, I was like, Auntie, you're gonna have a problem because you can't do this at the same spot next year. Like it's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah, like, you know, we had almost had that place packed out. Yeah, yeah. And um, shout out to Scofflaw um, for opening up their space uh, down by the works to allow us to do that. That was really, really cool. I've always had a great uh, connection with Scofflaw years ago. Mom's had a cancer scare, so I put on a benefit dinner at Amano, and Scofflaw was with it, and they supported uh, and uh, donated all the beer for the event. So that was really great. But uh, it was a beautiful space, a beautiful time. Air smell like smoke, laughter all over the place. And we'll link the recap that they shot there uh, in the show notes. But before we jump off the topic of Auntie, uh, they are hiring. Hmm. Auntie Delilah's, uh, Delilah's Everyday Soul is hiring. So if you're looking for, you know, a little bit of, you know, twos and fews, some extra change into the holiday season, hey, I mean, you literally want to learn from the best. When, when, when can you say you worked for uh, Oprah's best book, you know, favorite author? You know, she's achieved so much. 
Yeah. So now is the time to get in there. And I'm not going to lie. If you can negotiate in, you know, maybe, maybe you get, you know, a couple <laughs> plates in there too. get you some of those greens, her Mac. You remember how many people, Oh were, man. Yeah. Oh, it was a stampede when it came to her Mac and cheese and, uh, in, in Texas, so I'll show up for a few shifts a week, but I'm gonna need a plate. Exactly. Maybe you want to take I'll home vo- too. I'll volunteer. I'll volunteer <laughs> for a pan and a half a shift. You know, get, put some of the collars in there too. I'm there. What do you need me to do? I'll lift some boxes. So, Auntie, take that as my official applica- application. I can. I wonder if Pops will write me a recommendation. He might. <laughs> It'd be horrible. Don't hire him. <laughs> um, so that that is in the news. And speaking of other barbecue restaurants that are. Crushing it, doing well. Shout out to Hurtado and the whole crew, Brandon and them. Um, crushing it with their Rangers partnership now, you know, out in Texas. And they've also connected uh, with Rosewood Block cutting boards. Oh, nice. Which are amazing. Uh, Rosewood was kind enough to bless me with a board last year, and I've used it once. Not because it's not a good board. It just looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> It just looks so good. I'm like, I just want this. This is just my presentation board. You've been over and seen me. Mm. I present it on it, and then I take it off and I cut on another board. Yeah, wash it, it off real quick. Yeah, it is like, and I oil it. Like, <laughs> all right, great, great, great. Put it back in the stand. It's a great board. It's absolutely amazing, but it's too good. Yeah, to cut on for me at least. <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm just gonna look at that for a while. Um, but they've got a new board that they've worked on together. Check it out. We've got it in the show notes. I think, and the holiday season's coming up too. So anyone's in the kitchen, we've got our holiday gift guide that should be out, I guess, maybe by the time you guys hear this. I don't know. I've had a, it was, I had to take some time off to, before knocking some things out, but it'll either be out by the time you guys hear this or the following week. Either way, just stay tuned to the stories. We'll let you know. It will be out shortly. <laughs> Expeditiously, but slower. <laughs> mm. What else we got here? A lot, a lot of stuff. Um, a few things to talk about. That, that, that you know, what is it uh, Peter Griffin used to say? He had that whole thing on uh, Family Guy, what grinds my gears. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is one of those things that sort of kind of ish does. But if you're looking to get on television and you want to be lying into it, beat Bobby Flay's casting right now. Season 38. Oh, my gosh. Actually, you know what? I wonder how many shows <coughs> even have over a season 20. We'll segue into it, but while and out is they just finished shooting season 21. They're going into season 22 right now. Okay. So think how long while now it's oh, been on television. I mean, like the only other one I can think of immediately is like the Simpsons. Yeah. Simpsons, Family Guy, <laughs> even, even uh, American Dad does, isn't that because it's much later than yeah. those guys. Like. Like maybe like I'm trying to even think of like another food show now that's been going on. Maybe maybe like anything Emerald Bobby back in the maybe. Day. <laughs> yeah. Emerald had Emerald had a run, but I'm just like season thirty eight for beat Bobby Flay. So my question to you listeners, yeah. When is when is it time for a change of guard? Like perfect example, right? You get your driver's license. When you're 16, let's split the difference. We'll say, oh, I don't, and if you're a dick that's coming in here like, well, in my state is 14, shut up. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> well, you're in the country. Yeah. And the, the majority is like 15, 16, you get a learner's, you get your, your license age, right? You never test for it again. Never. 
So you're pushing away for 60 plus years. How often those rules change almost every year or so, little tweaks and such, 60 years. And the reason I ask is I ask this question. The other day I'm driving and I swear this woman was two steps from meeting Jesus. How oh. close she was on her steering wheel <laughs> doing 25 or so on the highway. I'm like, why are you still driving? Now, I don't know the circumstances. She could be going to get medicine or this or that or blah, blah, blah. But at what point is it time to hang stuff up? How, what point can you should you really stop driving because your reaction speed does slow? I oh, know right? it's dangerous for everyone involved at and, a certain point. Yeah. And at what point do you say, hey, guys, I've been on television since you were kids. You've got kids. <laughs> your kids have kids. Um, <laughs> let me let me pass the reins on. And I and I wonder why that doesn't happen. Like in most corporations, right? The CEO doesn't run it forever. The founder usually doesn't. He steps off. He still has ownership. He gets a CEO, and that CEO does his thing. Then they're grooming someone and a replacement. We see it with Disney. We see it with uh, with Apple. With you know, cooking jobs. We see it with mm-hmm. Bezos and all those. But for some reason, in the entertainment world, it's like, nah, I'm gonna hang on to this as long as I can. Mind yeah. you, he also owns the production company that runs his shows, Rock Strip Productions. Yeah, yeah, I dig deep on these things, people. Um, success leaves a blueprint. But how long is long enough? I mean, I think it's one of those things just to play devil's advocate. People get attached to the uh, the personality, mm. you know, so the host. So that okay. would be him. Okay. Um, and then also, it's also hard to leave as long as it's making money. Like the Fast series, Ludacris oh said it. it costs <laughs> $280 million to make and it generates a billion dollars per movie. Why would they stop? Yeah. Honestly, Why? at this the point, numbers are number. The, yeah, the, the especially fast. It's like, I think they'd have to have three bomb before mm. they didn't do it again. You know what I mean? It's like okay, yeah. cool. We wore out the formula. You know? yeah, like, like, okay, right. and but even then Gigs they're gonna up. go. They're gonna drop it into a Netflix series. Sure, where it's like <laughs> Dom's son and you know <laughs> rest in peace Paul Walker's son. Yeah, doing yeah. it, picking it up, and they're they're summoned by. It's gonna pick a up in like the DR or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah, like they're racing his kids and they're doing own <laughs> adventures. When that hits Netflix, come back to this episode. Just know we said it first. Heard it here first. It was here. We call it. I'm, call, I'm calling it. I'm, I'm, put, I'm putting yeah, it Maybe by then it's Hulu or Prime. Yeah, maybe Hulu, it's not Prime, just Netflix. Netflix. Whoever. Apple, streaming. someone's throwing in there. It's, it's, it's streaming. It's streaming. But when I saw that, I was like, season 38? Mm-hmm. Like, bruh. Like, uh, well, so how long are those seasons? Uh, they're 12 to 14 per. And it's one, one a week? Yeah. So that means there's never a gap in between seasons. No. And mind you, he also has Barbecue Brawl. Yeah. And him and Giada touring some other thing. And then there's uh, numerous other shows he's on. Like if you turn on Food Network, it's like Bobby. uh, uh, Well, let me flip it. Let me get it correct. It's Guy. Yeah. Bobby, Giada sprinkle of Sonny and Simon in there, just a little like where's Waldo type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, you know, from the business end, Bobby sort of pulled a Rob Deerdick on us. Because <laughs> if you turn on MTV, uh, yeah. he he's 70% of their platform. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, between Bobby and Guy, they pulled a Rob Deerdick and they're a hefty portion because it's uh, Guy's Diners Driving and uh, dives, guys, worst cook in America, guys, grocery games. I think there's about to drop a new TV show. I think we reported on it where it's like guys chicken shack where he's looking for people to run in his chicken joint. 
Then there's like Guy's family RV travels where it's him mm-hmm. and his family and his son now. I mean, props to you if you can leverage a whole network. That's, that's five guys, and we ain't talking burgers. Yeah. All right? So <laughs> the, man's, the man's doing numbers, right? And it's crazy how long this is, but how long is too long? Like, how much is, how, how much is enough? Like, what would, it, what would it take for you and I and the guys to just hang it all up? Granted, we're not even there yet, but. At what point do you just say like, oh, because we everywhere we go, there's a guy, there's a there's a Gordon, there's a there's a Bobby something, especially when we're in Vegas, mm-hmm. when we're just over in Connecticut, when we go to Texas, they're just all over the place, right? But how much is it? How how much is enough? And how long is too long? I think that's relative to the person and the success. I guess so. Because I mean, at this point, they're not being a dead horse. It's obviously doing all right. It's doing something. Because I can guarantee you that, like, the network wouldn't be paying his production company and him to produce it if it wasn't, if like it wasn't still in their best interest to keep that show going. Which is true. It reminds me of, like, the ESPN deal, how uh, mm-hmm. Disney's trying to sell ESPN, but people don't realize how much money ESPN was bringing in, like, how big it was, mm-hmm. and still is. So it's like, internally, and I know you guys are like, well, we wanted to hear Barkey. This is about it. This is kind of wild. You know, there's some, <laughs> we want to sort of see a little change of guards. Like, I don't want... You know, 20 years from now, it's season 98, <laughs> the 100th season, you know, we're, we're, we're on walkers and hover-round scooters flying around, and his whole crew is like, go, Bobby. Someone's mm. teeth falls out on the table. Like, come on now. If there's denture cream involved, it's time to hang it up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is when. Well, then you can't chew the food. That's not. We've got to blend today's dish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another smoothie today. Another smoothie. And at least with stuff like Chopped, it's never stapled as a person. It's Mm -hmm. all, everybody's always changing in there, you know. But this isn't coming from hate. This is just a genuine question, and maybe I'm just paying attention to something that most people don't even notice. But we'll see. Had to put that out there. Well, and I will say, like, you do bring up a good point between, uh, like, Beat Bobby Flay and Chopped. Yeah, yeah. His, I mean, it is branded that way. Yes. You know, like. Yes. Chopped was always meant to be a certain way, and Bobby Flay was a personality before they started mm-hmm. Beat Bobby Flay. Yeah, he started in Bobby's Backyard Barbecue, old, yeah. old TV show. If you watch, if you can find clips of it, you're like, wow. <laughs> different vibe. Wholly different. <laughs> Completely <laughs> different. Mm. But let's see. Let's see what else we got here. Sorry, guys. Just, I, it wasn't a hate thing. I'm just trying to, trying to figure it out. Um, they're just the questions that keep you up at night legitimately. And it's the questions I call you like, Hey, voice <laughs> of reason. Um, <laughs> what do you think about this, this, and this? And I only say it because you know what our grand master plan is. Yeah. Um, and when I see stuff like this, I'm like, maybe that's part of it, mm-hmm. but switching those on someone on the same tier. Cause he was on barbecue brawl with, uh, Bobby Flay, Chuck's flavor train and TFTI barbecue are hosting. Well, when you when I say faithful appreciation, what does that sound like to you? Faithful appreciation. Yeah. Um, like I was thinking like LDS type thing. Yeah. But uh, I was off. I was off. It's actually a barbecue event. Faithful appreciation. Yeah, I'm like probably at somebody's church. That, that's what, yeah, I, I legit uh, thought that, it was like, one of those, like, oh, okay, Somebody cool. giving back to their fans <laughs> who have been around for a long time. It is, uh, Faithful Appreciation is not a uh, LDS event, 
even though it is happening on a Sunday, so maybe split the difference. Um, it is happening on December 3rd this year. It is with uh, Chuck's Flavor Train. He was the in the top three, I believe, finalist for Barbecue Brawl. Okay. Um, and TFTI Barbecue, they're hosting a faithful appreciation from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. December 3rd in uh, San Francisco. It's going to be liquor there. It's going to be a good time. It's for the 49ers, like a whole, you know, I think he's partnered up with the um, uh, whiskey. That's the official whiskey of the 49ers because that's the thing now. Um, Who makes that? Google. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just wasn't sure if it was something like, oh, no, the 49ers have their own whiskey brand. You would think so. Which wouldn't surprise me if it was like NFL teams are getting into like, no, 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 we don't have, we're not sponsored by... Bullet bourbon. No. We are yeah. 49ers bourbon. And they would kill if they did. Dude, you, you know yeah. those diehard. Can you say uh, like the, you know, come get this uh, this Dallas double barrel dry aged whiskey. Cowboy Even if you're fans, just white labeling. Yeah. You know, Cowboy like, fans would fly because that's at every single tailgate. It's at every party. Maybe we need to cut this part out. We, yeah. We reach out to some folks. But, uh, Any NFL owners listening, please stop listening. We know NFL owners. We're hopping on a jet. With Potentially. <laughs> over. So, yeah. Um, uh, 49ers Gold Bar is the official uh, uh, liquor. The gold Bar Whiskey is the official gold bar, 49ers. Okay. So I don't know that I've ever had Gold Bar. Neither have I. So, good on them, man. Uh, I love the diversity. And what gets me is, you know, celebrities getting into liquor and then making those partnership moves because 50 Cent did it. And then Kevin Hart came up behind with his tequila, I believe. And he uh, his spirit is now the official spirit of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, good for that's, him. that's the move. Get it in there. Get it that distro. Mm-hmm. Work, work, work the line. Success leaves a blueprint. You just got to be looking for it. Trust me. Speaking on of that, we'll touch on some somber news of liquor. Um, you guys know I had TDS and have uh, Tall, Dark, and Smoky, my my beer that we brew and we put out every year. And it's I literally handpick and hand smoke the malts. It's not a white label deal. It's like 48 hours of nonstop smoking and hard work heaving wheat. But uh, it's currently come to a pause. Um, we will not have a release this year. But I do still have my formula. I own it, and I'm hoping to get it out there again. But all this comes off the tail end of Pontoon Brewing is closing. Yeah, it's a rough one. It is a rough one. That's a rough one. Because Pontoon was one of um, the few breweries at the start of my career that bet on me and sort of not even (laughs) sort of fully invited me. And I've been with them literally since the doors uh, went on. On the building, mm-hmm. like from the very start, uh, we've both grown over the years. We've gone through recessions. We've gone through COVID. <laughs> we've gone through yeah. so much together. Yeah. And I hate that they are having to shut down and close their doors because their distributor wants to be a dick and not pay them the money that's owed. It's hard to run a business when your distributor owes you like almost a million dollars. Hard to keep the lights on. Yeah. For, for product that, They've You've already, already delivered. Delivered, and they've sold, and they've been paid for. Yeah. You just haven't gotten your end. It sucks. Um, we've got additional details in the show notes. 
Yeah, de- definitely lawsuit stuff. Definitely. Oh, yeah, there's like, some pressing lawsuits going there. Yeah. Well, and to me, the other part that is, is, like, when we were first talking about it, that just really hurts, like you were just saying, is, like, they made it through COVID. They made it through, <laughs> a like, lot. they made it through a lot of things. And for you to go out because mm-hmm. somebody else just wants to do, I mean, just, I'll call it, it just shitty business. Yeah. Uh, this like, really they got theirs and they're not honoring agreements. Like, I don't know what they did to get themselves into that place to where they have to be there, but, like, it's fairly simple. Yeah. As far as a, a, a distributor like that goes, you put in your order, you get your product, you pay the people who made the product, and yeah. to me, it's like, well, are you probably running some sort of Ponzi scheme. That's what I'm worried something, about. Something, like, something else is going on, obviously, with that distributor. If no. And it just makes me also wonder, like, when is it going to come out? Like, how many other breweries shut down because of them or and, distilleries or something? And they, oh, they, they're doing it to a couple of others. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're working on it. But I hate it because I talked with Sean and Marcus about a year and a half, two years ago. Because when we distributed TDS, it was just always an issue with them. And I was like, this, this is ridiculous. Um, and we kicked around the idea of me starting my own distribution facility. And just handling only Georgia breweries because I know them all. I could that'd be the easiest client lineup, and mm-hmm. I'm filling a gap that they desperately need. And I wish I'd just pulled the trigger on that because this wouldn't have happened. But yeah, there's um, there's some talk. I've uh, put them in touch with some legal people. Things happening, so the doors are closing for now. You know, hopefully we can get them back open and keep things pushing. We'll see. Yeah, but uh, pontoon is is closing. I've done did so much that I've I tested the rubs out there. I've done so many uh, partnerships there for um, the radio station Father's Day stuff with the old Bastard Day barbecue way back in the day with Rock One Hundred, and um, <laughs> I invented so many of my dishes there. Yeah. Like the Phillips box came there, the Pitmaster potato, the Maha, so many other dishes came from going there and like oh, yeah, I got I, mean, I got as good as I did working working through those circuits pontoon eventide Jekyll uh, 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 six bridges all of them creature Congress just working that circuit and, and honing your skills and, and learning to interact and deal with people and well and I mean not even like that stuff too I mean like obviously that's a really good relationship to have where you can uh, experiment and grow but yeah. like any of the give back stuff they yeah. were always down as well. Always, always. You know, like Pitmaster Santa. Where would a Pitmaster Santa have been if it wasn't, like, yeah. not saying that you wouldn't have found a location, but, yeah. like, it was an easy, yeah, we're in. Let's do it. The space is yours. We'll, we'll give away free beer. Yeah. You know, let's knock it in. And that is where it leads me to the next subject line here of Pitmaster Santa updates. As of right now, I've had to pull the date for Pitmaster Santa because Pontoon is closing. Yeah. Um, I do not know if it'll happen because it, it we were we you know we were talking about it you know three four weeks back and then this whole thing happened and it was all quick it was real quick like, yeah. yeah i mean not for them i'm sure they saw the writing on the wall for a little while but trying to fight it yeah, they yeah, were yeah. trying to yeah not let that happen we we just finished shooting oh yeah over there yeah you know which is coming out a project three coming weeks out ago like maybe not even yeah, no maybe yeah, about three. yeah 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 so, and that project's dropping soon still, but as of right now, I do have to put a pause on Pitmaster Santa until I can get a couple of things sorted out. You know, yeah. um, I'm a 
figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out one way or another. I'm gonna figure it out. But uh, just had to put that that up there. Um. <laughs> well, I know this guy who um, has a, a a restaurant space who used to be sitting in this chair. I know. I might know who that might guy be too. willing to talk about a location. <laughs> I just hope they have enough room. Maybe not. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's the thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, when, one, and, and mainly because we didn't do a pop up this year, and I'm thinking of doing, I True. was planning on doing oxtail orders too. Oh, uh, gotcha. So, yeah. <laughs> Either which way, we're going to make it happen, man. We're going to, we're going to make it happen. Um, wanted to. Are there any places in Atlanta where you can like rent a space for a pop? You know how to, like rent a space for a pop up, like yeah. they do that in, uh, I got a couple on the list that I can that I can a couple yeah. doors I can knock on and be like, hey, we're we're gonna do this thing. Uh, yeah. You wanna you wanna do this thing with us? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We, tangent there. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. That's sort of we should name this to this week's tangent. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes barbecue. Yeah. Um, running it back here. We were talking about the lawsuits from them, but mm-hmm. um. We've got a weird lawsuit happening with Shark Ninja. You know, they make shark vacuums, Ninja processors, all that fun stuff. They claimed that their new pan is heat treated at like 30,000 degrees and can, you know, withstand That's all of literal, this literal like lava. Yeah, it is literally three times the heat of the sun. Um, what even makes that heat? So they are actually getting sued for that false claim because <laughs> yeah, yeah. people are like, because even uh, cast iron is tempered at about 400 to 600 degrees. Yeah. So people are like, what do you mean? And it's such a, and, and it's just a horrible marketing ads. And now they're being sued for it. Someone called their bluff and like, show me. <laughs> so that's basically yeah, what happens. You can even say like a few thousand degrees, but it's like, like if you think about that for two seconds, it's like, because the surface what, of the sun what is do, like what even 10,000 plus. Like we're and talking about lasers, do you temper with lasers? I have not. But that's <laughs> not, that was a horrible marketing ad. And I'm looking at their pan and I'm just like, this thing would get eaten alive in open fire cooking. <laughs> it's like, there's no way you're talking about, you know, three times the, the power of the sun. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but when you make that claim, people call call you on your shit and they got called on it and they're getting some lawsuits. Well, out, it feels so. like such a joke that it like almost seems like there should have just been an asterisk somewhere that's like, of course, we're just joking. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah like, but. Sadly, there wasn't, and this is either this is either like genius marketing, you know, like those brands that put the the black kid in the monkey shirts and like, oh look at H and M, they're like, oh we're so sorry, we didn't have one black person in the entire company that said this would be racist, and we ran it anyway, um, <laughs> and they're just trying to get the attention, you know, because no, no publicity is sometimes accidents are on purpose. Yeah, it could have been a, a purposeful accident. And they just wanted to get people talking about it, get people moving units. Who knows? I'm going to stick to my, my good old cast irons, and, and I got some carbon stuff in there. So, you know, it, it, it goes. Um, I did see this challenge thing that, that had me laughing a little bit because I was like, you know, what is it they say? Like, um, my my red flag is like, I think that I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's a 160-ounce prime rib challenge in Hortonville, Wisconsin. 160. Um. 160 ounces. We've got the link in the in the 
in the show notes. Um, and it's a singular challenge, one person. Now, they didn't, uh, I didn't see a mark for it for a time limit. I'm sure there is. Has to be. But 160 ounces. Yeah. You get inducted into their wall of fame and you receive a free t-shirt and the dish is free. Oh, if a you free t-shirt. It. Yeah. A free t-shirt. How much does it cost if you don't finish it? That's what, That's I what I'm know. trying to figure out. Like I would just. <laughs> I'm oh, in this and, thing and for $400 now. <laughs> and a $20 gift certificate. It's just one of those like, what? You know? <laughs> It's like 160 ounces. Like I, I am thinking about it's it, and in my pounds. head, that's a 10 pound piece of meat. I think I could get through like 50 or 60 ounces. See, that's 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 what's like. I don't like, uh, but like crossing over 100 just seems like would you wild. die? Yeah, well, why would you want to do it? Like Eventually, your body is just going to start throwing up. Yeah, you've got to be uncomfortable. <laughs> There's no way you're eating that, and you're 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 comfortable after. You're just done. Whatever you're doing, your plans for the rest well, of the like, day. Is it lean or fatty? What if they don't cook ruined. it right and you got to eat a bunch of like tough fat? Like that would, yeah. be, that would be horrible. It's, it would look like it was beautifully cut. And oh, was okay. It looked beautifully okay. cooked. And, and I was like, oh, that is nice. But it's 160. The only saving grace I could think of is like it's a prime rib. So you've got some bone weight in there. So you might be okay. okay. You might be okay a little bit, but not by a lot. Yeah. Not by a lot. So it's a hit and miss type of thing. Um but yeah, we should just go there just to do that challenge in a reasonable manner with like you, me and Corey. And be like, yeah, yeah, we don't need the T-shirt. Yeah. We just wanted to see what this looked like. Looked like and we all just split <laughs> it up because Lord knows Corey can eat. You know, he's knocked off all the ribs when we were in a, uh, all the ribs and the wings <laughs> when we were in L.A. Just like y'all going to eat that. It's on my plate. I plan on eating it. Yes. Also, out, Kevin, out. I know uh, you might have been a little upset that. We found a way to pay for your food. I didn't think we were going to get by. With yeah, watch. Because people kept recognizing you. No, they just, it, it was one of those, like, you look familiar. I was like, yeah, I get that a lot. And uh-huh. I just keep it moving. And especially the moment we walked in, she's, and I'm hoping she doesn't look well, over because I think my photo like, was like behind the counter. Yeah, you had just counter. been there for Oxtail Night like yeah, three so weeks just, earlier. So I was like, do, do, do. Like, don't look over there because I think I'm on the wall. Don't <laughs> we a, just ducked in. All that to say, a very, very good plate of like restaurant barbecue. Like, came yes. out. Those wings, oh, yeah. awesome. I keep telling people, don't sleep oh on the wings, man. Oh, my goodness. Pop's got great wings, and when you're going to Rodney's, man, go get the wings. Get the wings, the catfish, and the hush puppies, all right? That's what I'm telling you to get, because the wings, they run out of the wings quick. Mm-hmm. Trust me, first thing I ask for, y'all got those wings on? All right, cool, cool, let's go. Um, but I'd love to try it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't know what heck else there is to do in Hortonville, Wisconsin, but... <laughs> <laughs> and figure it out. That's where they have Kringles. Cheese? Yeah. Isn't Wisconsin where all yeah, the, the cheese, cheese heads. stay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go that. They got Kringles, those mm-hmm. multiple layer dessert things that are like, you know, confectionary crack. So I'll get that. But <laughs> Confectionary crack. Maybe we can I mean, find barbecue in, um, in Wisconsin. I don't, I don't know of any off the top of my head. But I'll, I'll take a gander around. I'm with it. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that challenge was, a, was just so wild. It's a lot. It's a lot of meat. It's a lot of meat because that's ten pounds. That's m- well, even trying to think of like Mexican That's like trying to eat a whole brisket. Yeah, cook like oh gosh. Yeah, somebody just it's like slaps down a whole brisket in front of you. That should be a challenge. Trying to eat a whole prime seven pound brisket by yourself in an hour, fatty and lean. I feel like that'd mess you up. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, the, the the rest of that evening and probably halfway through the next day, your body is not happy. It's like, I don't know what you did to me. Even, <laughs> even if it's like the best cut, even if it's like a beautiful piece of Wagyu where, you know, it's like it could be good for you. Just that much of anything is going to yeah, it's going to be it's going to mess you you're up. You're done. You're not touching brisket for the rest of the year. Oh, gosh, you're no. not. You're not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. It's like trying to do a whole hog challenge by yourself. It's not possible. No, don't do it. Don't no, run the no, food. No, spread no, the no. wealth. Spread the wealth. Um little bit of a little reminders talking about whole hog and rodney holy smoke fest it's coming up vip long gone long long gone oh, but man. i believe <laughs> that was gone like that was two gone. days after last year <laughs> yeah that was gone the moment they announced the dates for early uh early ticket sales but they do still have a fair amount of general admission they've got a they let me let me pull it up because the lineup um this year has changed not in a bad way, not in a bad way. They have added uh, quite a bit of new partners. Like I'm looking at the partner list. You know, they've got everyone from Cisco, Duke's Mayo, Yeti, uh, Chevy, Big Green Egg, Chair Wine, of course, Charleston Mag, Grill Kit, which, eh, you know, they got various seltzers, uh, Kinders. You know, they got a really good garlic rub. Uh, Swift Meats, Anthony and Whole Cruz, Swig and Swine, you know, see them out there. Uh, of course, you know, Rodney's is out there too, but. Which, going back to Duke's and Rodney's, just a little behind the scenes story, because people seem to like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking to Duke's at one point. <laughs> yeah, I was. And then that kind of shifted. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Then we find out that it ultimately went to Rodney. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah we get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. If that's who else you were talking to, yeah, we, we get it. And the thing that gets me too is like, I, I, the brands don't actually believe that we talk to one another. You know, I, I talk. Well, because I do feel like there are lots of other industries where everyone's kind of like very like very, closed-lipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not like, do you remember like when we were back at Apple together? It's like we couldn't even talk to each other about how much we made per hour. It's like, yeah, what, like what? Why? why? I don't care. Yeah, well, it's done. No, but what it's what. So I saw the I saw the uh, the campaign hit. And some people would brood and be like, why me? Why not him? Blah, 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 blah. Man, I called that man up and I laughed. I was like, Rodney, I'm going to need you to stop stealing my gigs, man. And he's <laughs> like, you won't. <laughs> and he laughed. He's like, is this Toyota again? I was like, no. I said, Dukes. And uh, uh, he laughed. He's like, I knew you were on there because I, I saw you on the pitch deck. I was like, how are you going to show me on the pitch deck? <laughs> man. But I called. I was like, brother, congratulations. And that's the yeah. thing. Like, whenever I see... A buddy of mine winning, I call or shoot a text. Like uh, when 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 Rashad won and when he popped the restaurant, I was like, "Yo, that's amazing! Keep crushing it, do your thing." I saw this, I, I love it. Like that's that's fuel. Like that raises the bar for all of us. And I was like, "Oh, you got that? Cool. It's not a competition. Like great. Let me see if I can help level it out." And I saw that with, with Rodney, and I was just like, "Man, that's that's great." And then he, you know, after. When I got my Toyota thing too, that's when we had our talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I even I even sh uh, shouted out B because he's now I, th I think he's renewed or officially a Ford partner. You know, oh, so yeah. it's okay to congratulate your colleagues. And for me as well, you know, the cast that I used to and still look up to are now colleagues that I can immediately reach out and call and be like, "Yo, that was good." Yeah, you know, like uh, recently B crushed it. Invited back for year three at Harvard. Yeah. 
Like, how many pitmasters you know get invited to Harvard? Maybe one. Yeah, I only know one. <laughs> maybe, maybe one so, in the history of Harvard. I only one. know one that's out there rolling <laughs> smoke, giving lectures and classes, and it's just completely in demand. I'm like, bro, you need to just this. It's like, yo, this is your college tour. Yeah. Like you, you're a professor. You're, you're a legit professor. Go, go on tour. You know, from different universities. Go to what he needs to do. Get hooked up with Jackson. You know, we gotta. You know, we gotta. We got an in at Jackson. Uh, and get get hooked up with with Coach Prime over at see we got it in there too and go do these lectures man it'd be it'd be great to see him um, but all that all that to come back to the the Holy Smokes lineup with just amazing people you know Amy Mills is out there now a fellow colleague from the Preserve the Pitch she was a, she's a mentor there Swig and Swine our hometown heroes backyards. Uh, Jonathan and Justin, the Fox brothers are going to be out there. Uh, Martin's barbecue is going to be Ronnie and Philip out. Uh, Leonard's out from truth. So that's real, really, 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 really dope. My man, hundred grand, Mr. Chris Lilly waiting for my cup of that special tea. Can't wait to, to go kick it and roll some smoke with him again. It's just a great lineup. They've added Tuffy this year. And, you know, you guys may be seeing a lot of Tuffy in all types of places, but what do I know? I just start fires for a living um but it's really really good to see you know so many others coming back of course like you know scott and sam jones what hey if you're there flag down and find uh uh mike bessinger one coolest cat moving two he's always got great sticks and three amazing barbecue sauce so make sure you grab some of that when you're when you're in town um but there's still there's still tickets available they've got Musical guest, which I'm not familiar with, but I, I still tap the feet. Uh, <laughs> Daniel uh, Donato's Cosmic Country. I'm not sure what that is. Is that uh, Cosmic? Is that that's the name of the band? Yeah, Cosmic Country and Lily Hyatt. I don't know. I mean, I'm intrigued now. I'm intrigued. Last year's band was pretty killer, so I'm like, I'm with it. Uh, but it's a good time. No egos, all hands. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, this is not, this is not the, if you're on the other side working with the pits, this is not the photo op event. This oh, is say no. we came to work. There's stuff to do. Like you know, if you want photos, you can go flip corn or do whatever. Like we got, we got work to do. We got work to do. Those hogs are heavy. <laughs> okay. Those hogs are heavy. So this is a, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a good time. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing Sam. From uh, Rodney's crew, man, he's, he's just a he's a good guy, man. Good times all around. Um, oh, finishing it off here, oh, rounding it out. We've got Bob and Big Mo. They're taking their barbecue uh, show on the road or across the borders, I should say, to Canada. So they do classes throughout the year in the U.S. And this time they're going to Canada, and they're going next year. In April, April 27th, I believe we've got additional information in the show notes. So check that out if you're on that side and you're trying to, you know, learn how to do some good old barbecue. Check it out. When I heard they were going to Canada, I immediately thought of this. I think it was like Eater or, or, or something video of this guy who was doing uh, barbecue in Canada and how he made his briskets. And I've never seen this before. But he makes his brisket with sugar, white sugar. And I was just like, what? 
How? I don't know. I mean, so much like sugar. Low, low, and slow. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to rewatch it, and I'll probably drop it in the show notes, and I don't know if it's a flavor profile thing. Interesting. Maybe the syrup. I don't know. That sounds probably in there, but I'm just being, I don't, I don't know, but he was using so much sugar for making, quote-unquote, Texas-style barbecue. It's like, I don't. Because that don't seems like it would get sugar. really, like, it maybe has some sort of, like, it's a lot of caramelization. Yeah, like to me, that could get tacky, really and bad, really fast if you and don't ac- do it right. Yeah, very, very accurate. accurate. Yeah, real quick. So I'll I'll drop it in there. You guys, let me know. Do you put sugar on your briskets? Is that your thing? Is that like you know? There's a whole southern battle between <laughs> sugar on your grits, but do you do you put sugar on your brisket? I'm not putting sugar on my brisket. I've picked, yeah, I take that too just, long. Yeah, I put too much in it. I've got like on the chemistry side of things, like. I don't claim to be that smart about it, all of that, but like that just seems like again, that could get real weird, real bad, real, real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I've got about three hundred pounds of brisket to prep for our thing. <laughs> not about to experiment. <laughs> not, not the time to try it. <laughs> this is not the time to try it. I will tell you this though. Out of that three hundred pounds of brisket, there is an additional twenty-one pounds mm-hmm. of pastrami brisket. Ooh, oh yeah, hiding, hiding that in there. I'm putting that in there. That's just for us, you know. Yeah, a little yeah, R and yeah. I've had that bad boy rolling in this new, hopefully the final final solution for 27 days. Dang. Yeah, and it is. Wasn't uh, the last one 21 days? Yeah, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, if you're like me and you want to play around making pastrami briskets and stuff, the hardest part is the weight. And I don't mean like the heft, I mean like <laughs> waiting for it. So I always start them when I know I'm going to be on the road a lot. Like I'm not going to be around to bother it or nothing. And I have my own special technique that allows it to be aerated and constantly moving. And maybe I'll put that in a book, I don't know. But um, I always start it when I know I'm going to be gone. And if you're going to be gone a couple of days for a weekend, start, start there. Start trying to do a little five to seven day. I was going to say, what's the minimum that you would do uh, a brine like that? There's a guy out there that says he can do it in 48 hours. And I'm like, how? How? I say Especially on a whole piece of brisket? I say minimum, minimum, minimum five days fully submerged. Yeah. And that's got to be super concentrated, but that's five days. I like, I've played around with everything from five days onward and i've really enjoyed it i think it was the last batch that i did and i told you like yo this is the best i called you when i tried i was like this it is was the very best good one I, made. I was like this is the it's like get over here now this is the best one i've made yeah. yet yeah it was really good so um and it was because i was mad that i only made one and it just it vanished <laughs> <laughs> so i made two the court came by that day right yeah he did <laughs> All of a sudden, Funny. just out of nowhere, just <laughs> like, hey, man, I heard you needed some. Oh, is that, is that brisket? Yeah, let me, let me try that. Like, how, why did you show up with Tupperware? We're in foil. <laughs> like, what's, what are we doing here? Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. I can't wait to share that with you guys. I don't know if you guys make a lot of pastrami, but you should. Go get you, like, a cheap cut of chuck. But I can't even say cheap anymore because it's everything is so costly which is a a fun and odd segue into 
this guy. <laughs> this uh, is from the amazing cats over at Good Ranchers. <laughs> See if I can get back for the for the profile. Yeah, yeah. Right here. Uh, for you, take it down. You know, like fold it to the graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Boom. There you go. There's yeah. a thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> No, so shout out to the guys over at Good Ranchers. Uh, false advertising because it's great. It's not good. It's great. <laughs> they offer absolutely some of the best, the best uh, quality meat I've had in a very, very long time. Um, I, I can't. So, and, and I know some people may think, oh, it's a little costly. It's this. It's not when you think of the quality, and I'll send you some footage to overlay or at least some images. We'll drop that in this section when we do the breakout or whatever, but yeah. the quality is so good, and they have this, um, they, they basically set it up in different tiers. So it's, it's a box of meat delivered every week. You can get what's like the Rancher's Classic where you're going to get a couple of steaks, a couple of pounds of ground beef, some chicken breasts all that you know you can oh, so it's not just red meat no 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 oh, nice. because i feel like a lot of times these the the boxes mm -hmm. it usually ends up being pretty heavy red meat oh yeah. no you can you can switch like uh one of the ones i like is the wild caught seafood box and that's you know cod halibut uh salmon shrimp so dang okay and it, and that box is like 169 bucks so when you take into factor the time and gas you would to go grocery shop for your proteins and you can say well perfect example i went to the grocery store the other day and a choice bone-in uh ribeye was 17.99 a pound excuse me and when i said there was no marbling i was like what is this are you sure this is cow there was no marbling do you get somebody to cook you a steak cheaper than that like legitimately, and it's probably a better piece of meat because probably. they're actually sourcing it every day. Yeah. So when you do that, and let's say you've got a family of four or five or six yeah. to feed, you're like, oh, I might as well just got the box. It gets delivered straight to me, and it's and it's it's such a great. And this isn't paid. This isn't paid at all. Um, I was just that impressed. I kind of was like, yo, this is amazing. Like this is really good. And I and I'm just coming off of uh, visiting the fine folks over at Flying F Ranch in San Diego. And that's what it reminded me of, just how fresh that meat was. Mm -hmm. You look at it, you smell it, you can absolutely taste the difference. It's so good. So if you guys are looking for a gift for the, the meat eater or like the barbecuer or like the budding chef or what have you in your life, I 100, 110% recommend checking out um, Good Ranchers. I like red meat, so I would do, like, the cattleman box and the uh, seafood box, and you're good. Yeah. You know how much stuff I can cook with that for a month? <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's it. That makes meal prep uber easy, and it's fresh, and it's not pumped with all this crazy stuff. And this uh, brings me to our store to round out the show. The world got crazy with impossible meat like the whole impossible <laughs> burgers then then what was it it's like everyone and their mama had an impossible something i think they still do like burger king had an impossible i think they still thing. do mcdonald's had it um um and then taco bell had some stuff i think yep. 
Arby's, they were all going down that line. And we just reported on it, you know, test tube tenderloins, you know, the FDA-approving lab-grown meat. Um, no. No, you guys, stop. you guys will have me take my socks and belt off at the airport, but you're saying, hey, you can grow a cow in a Petri dish? <laughs> make it make sense. Yeah. You guys are focusing on the wrong things here. <laughs> focusing on the wrong things. Now Tyson Foods is coming in, and, and the fight just happened, you know, between Tyson and Fury, but that's not the battle we're talking about. Even though we should talk about that too, different podcast. Uh, Tyson Food is now investing in bug protein to be able to supplement. Oh, interesting. Supplement um, I meat mean, a lot of bugs, bugs are high in protein and fiber. That's true, but I'm not Bear Grylls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not Survivor Man. And shout out to the cat. Um, I forgot to pull up his name, but I'm not, I'm not Bear Grylls. Um, it, it, no, like I don't, I don't understand that. Uh, I can't, I can't do that. I, that, that, I don't think that's a great way to, to fix a problem. Yeah. I don't think, hey, we're going to grow it in a dish. Because this is what the options are going to be. You can have it grown in a dish or go get it from your backyard. Pick one. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those one of those two. We got some bugs and spiders mashed up <laughs> with some, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting because it will happen. You come somewhere. in with your own protein. Yeah, I I've got these. Could you just you smash them into my meat real quick? My to, meat. Yeah, you go to your go to your Korean barbecue joint, and your chicken breast is still flopping around. <laughs> got to beat it senseless before you put it on the grill. Oh man! Then they crush up your 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 grasshoppers, your your <laughs> pomato bugs, your roaches, and caterpillars. Just like, mm, <sighs> look at this nice. High protein slaw. Now, don't get me wrong. There are uh, parts of the world in which uh, insects are a delicacy and they're grown and all that jazz just for that. But they usually also know exactly what those bugs have been doing. Exactly. And I'm just like, Tyson, you're investing in the wrong thing. Go invest in your ranchers. Yeah. Go invest in your farms. Go make sustainable farming. Go upgrade the levels. Don't. We're not, don't go send the Boys and Girls Club of America to go out in backyards picking grasshoppers and caterpillars. <laughs> All right. Not, let's not lower the <laughs> butterfly population <laughs> of, of the world because we're trying to, we've thought this. And, and that's, that's the weirdest thing. It's like, hey, we want you to fix this problem. Like old school orchard. Hey, we just want more money because you guys are having us do a million things. Great. Here's a thermos. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you, how did you get? We want a thermos. You like you spent. You could have just given me the money for the thermos. Like this is an expensive thermos. It's yeah. like a seventy dollars thermos. Just, <laughs> you just guys are making billions. I would just like another twenty five cents an hour. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> all it is. That's all it is. So oh man, that 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 story. And I'm gonna put it in the show notes. And I want you guys to know: Are you eating bugs? Which what if you you got to choose this or that? You're eating a plate of bugs, or you're 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 chomping down on a test tube tenderloin. Do the bugs look like bugs? I feel like, what, how can a bug not look like a bug? I don't know. I mean, like you when has anyone looked at a bug and be like, you know what, that looks like a steak? Because <laughs> that's the thing, like, are you going to market it as organic bugs, non-GMO bugs? Like, are you going to form it or something? Like, there's, it just opens up so many doors, and in a weird way, as you say, devil's advocate, I get it, sort of, but... If I have to choose between grabbing a tomahawk steak and causing a fire and roaring 
or a toothpick with two grasshoppers. I'm grabbing the tomahawk. <laughs> it just looks better. <laughs> I can cook the grasshoppers with a big lighter. <laughs> or a magnifying glass. Or a magnifying glass. <laughs> like you walk into a restaurant. So this is our new millennial, minimalist, self-cook menu. Um, they charge the, you extra, too, to cook it with that You walk. You, there's a trippy thing. You walk in, and you're like, oh. We're in a park. Yeah, so here's your here's your bucket and your magnifying glass. And, you know, you've only got an hour left of light to cook because we're only open See, while the sun's But you couldn't even out. call it a magnifying glass. It would have to be like your, uh, uh, like your, your uh, cooking utensil. Oh, yeah. They'd put some sort of like artisanal <laughs> cheese type yeah. shit name on there. No, this is our... This is our um, our enhanced uh, spectacle cooking wear. Yeah, no, no, ma'am. This is a fifty cent magnifying <laughs> this glass. Is, this is. I saw this at Walmart for a dollar. What are we doing here? <laughs> and, and you have to give it back when you're done. <laughs> um, and this one wasn't on the list, but I had to laugh. Are you familiar with the cat named Keith Lee? Keith, no. Uh, Keith Lee is started on TikTok. Okay. And when you say like it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, like you look it up in a dictionary. They're talking about Keith Lee. Mm. Uh, he's admitted his own mental challenges and demons, and he thought of taking his life. And anybody out there who has those thoughts, I didn't have them, you know, with the passing, but there are those who struggle, and I promise you the world is brighter and lighter with you in it than it is without you here. So if you do face that at any point in time, you can dial um, 988. They've shortened the number. You can dial it. Uh, text it, send a smoke signal it, but that is the suicide prevention line. Reach out for help. There's always an area to listen. Uh, DM me, I'll listen. Um, but he used to be a fighter, and then he couldn't fight anymore. And he was wanted to. He, he, he explains all of this, and I'll post a link. He, he tried to end his life, and and um, he obviously didn't. And he just started talking about food places, um, giving them reviews, just honest reviews on TikTok. In the COVID era, right? Mm-hmm. And the way he reviews is so dope because he was in front of a white wall, sitting in front of his da- sitting in his daughter's, like, my pony chair loaded with the ground with a table, like, eating dishes. And he's like, oh, this is great. This is good. This is why I like this. They're going to do better on that. And he'd rate them. Mm-hmm. And now things are called the Keith Lee effect. One of the biggest things he did was, like, a pizza joint in Vegas because that's where he lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the son of the owner reached out. He's like, we have good food. Blah, blah, blah. We just don't know how to market it. He went, he tried it, gave them feedback. Their line was down the block and blew up. He's like, I've never, he's like, I've made more pizza in seven days than I did all year last year, (laughs) you know? And it's now called the Keith Lee effect. I a hundred percent believe he has a TV show in the works. If he doesn't, Oh gosh, Kevin Hart, jump on this guy. Yeah. Um, I've reached out and we chatted. I miss him when I was in Vegas and he's in Atlanta right now. But I just wasn't in a headspace. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he is dis- not intentionally destroying, but he's putting Atlanta restaurants on notice. Hell yeah. Because you know that BS that happens in Atlanta restaurants. Like, hey, we're charging you like this, this, and this, and you're getting this much food. Like, he went to the places that everyone glorifies going to, and he's like, I don't I don't understand. They said it was shortbread, but it looks like a cracker. And he's, he's like, this isn't really that good, and I, I don't really like that, but this is good. And it's the big names that are being put on notice and the small mom and pops like Juicy Jerk that are getting the praise. Like, he went over the top. Hell got yeah. over the top. He was like, yo, this sauce. Like, what is this? Yeah, he went back. Yeah. He's like, can I get more? Is this? He's like, wait, this isn't sauce. This is just a gravy? <laughs> you 
was blown away. So Keith Lee is in Atlanta putting restaurants on notice. Uh, and I can, it's been it's been hilarious because there's a big one here called Milk and Honey that everyone's like, they're like the, the, the stoosh bougie one. And they didn't want to serve them. They didn't do a call in, right? They didn't want to serve them. Uh, they said they closed at five. So it was like, cool, we'll drive down and we'll go in and do the order. And they told them they were closed. It was like four o'clock. They don't close till five. They wouldn't take his order at all because he sends his wife and family in. So, because people know who he is. So he doesn't want any particular treatment. Yeah. So his wife and to get the food, they wouldn't serve him. So he went online and said, well, I tried to eat here. Yeah. And they wouldn't let me. Yeah. So I don't really have anything to review. And the internet took off. So I said, you'd be better with a bad review than doing that. Yeah. The like. internet took off. And then he went to another humble spot. And they loved, they, he had a great experience. The waiters were great, served and took care of us. And once again, they never noticed him because he hangs out in the car while everyone's inside. They bring mm -hmm. food and he eats. The waiter took care of his mom and his kids and everyone just fine and went above and beyond. So the dish was $75. He tipped a thousand dollars. So the internet's like, yo, everyone at Milk and Honey is like fighting air because they're so pissed. Yeah, yeah. He tipped him a thousand dollars. So the manager was like, oh, is this for everybody? He's like, okay, yeah, cool. This is for everyone. Split it amongst everybody. Yeah, yeah. Then he went and found the waiter and tipped him directly a thousand dollars. Like I said, it couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah, come on. And I love seeing stuff like that, using your platform in the right way. It's easy to jump on the bandwagon of breaking people down and that's now he's not doing what these reviews and tells he's like i want you bashing these places i'm just hoping to get a little better yeah but when you and i'm not i don't think this is a leap i would say he's the most influential food reviewer mm -hmm. in the world right now like there's a whole effect if he goes to your spot yeah and it's been happening in atlanta where these places the second he has it it goes up on tiktok we're talking millions of views in an hour it was he's so good at reviewing. Mr. Beast flew him out oh, to wow. review his Mr. Beast burger and his candies, Dang. and he said, "I'll only do it if you give back to certain communities." And yeah. he did. It's like, okay, deal, whatever. He gave him great response. He, the guy could easily take all this for himself, but he just continually gives it away. That's awesome. So that's my soapbox on Keith Lee. If you aren't following him, check him out. Yeah, humble cat, cool cat. He's got locks one time for the one time. Um, <laughs> But I hope he puts these places on notice, man. Yeah. It just yeah. keeps having that effect on people. Cause I love that. Could you imagine blocking your blessing by you had Keith Lee, the top rated right now, just he, what he does for businesses. He stopped businesses from closing to where now they're on second and third locations. Like, Damn. Because once people find good food, yeah, they go. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Atlanta makes it hard to get good food. We go out. I'm like, yo, what did we just pay for? Oh, yeah. I'm like, all this smoke and mirrors and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is not good. This is overcooked. This is chewy. This is salted to hell. This is butter to hell. Like, I need to go run two miles after this dish. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and I'm so happy that someone else is seeing it and in such a, a, a poignant way that it's making people like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. You restaurants, the, gig, the jig is up. <laughs> yeah, the, well, I mean, it's up. like you should be... I don't know. Shouldn't be that scary to have somebody come and leave a review. Because at the end of the two day, too, if it's not the best review, yeah, do something about it. Or yeah. be confident enough in what you're doing to say, well, if that was his opinion, that sucks. Yeah. But oof, I could imagine blocking a blessing like that. Yeah. Missing out on a $1,000 tip because, you know, you, your employees didn't want to 
do their job of serving people. And is, and you're, if, I, if I'm running a restaurant and you work for me and you're turning people away an hour before we close, you're fired. Because oh, you gosh, just yeah. because you just sent away your paycheck. Yeah. Like, you got to go. Bye. Yeah. Because that's not good for anybody. No. Don't get in the service business if you don't want to serve. The more you <laughs> it's know. It's in the name. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Um, but that felt good. Felt good. Yeah. You know, back, back, on, back on a little bit. A little, little rusty here and there, but it felt good. It felt good. A lot of fun points. A lot of fun stuff. A lot of interesting stuff coming up. Yeah. That we'll get to showcase and talk about. Um but for any and all of the information and the notes that we talked about this episode, it will be in the show notes. Check them out. Make sure to give us a follow, like, share, tell a friend to tell two friends. And as always, this has been This Week in Barbecue, the barbecue-focused podcast that brings you both the good, the bad, and everything between in the world of barbecue. I've been your host, Rashid Phillips, and joining me is Mr. Lee Garman. She's good. Yeah. Mr. Grandpa. Cheers. <laughs>